0: Hello and welcome to episode 10 of D Hoop University podcast. This is your host, Daryl Harris, also known as D Hoopster. And episode 10, that feels good. That feels really good. We got the ball rolling on this thing not too long ago, and here we are. Playoffs, man, have been incredible. Me and Shiv came into this pod with a loose agenda. About halfway through, we forgot that we had an agenda. And I think it turned into some of our best material. So we hope you enjoy this listen. But before we get into that basketball talk, I actually want to get a football takeoff before the NFL draft, which is on Thursday. I am a relocated Las Vegas local for like five, six years now. In that time, we've gotten the Raiders. I worked at Allegiant Stadium when that stadium opened, and I'm an adopted Raiders fan now. We have pick seven. I hope these guys do what they can to get Anthony Richardson in this draft. I just wanted that to be on the air somewhere. I want them to get that, brother. I think he is going to be extremely talented. He's got all the physical tools that you would want. And we went and got Garoppolo. So now he can kind of learn and play when the time is right. And if not, maybe we get lucky. And somebody like Jalen Carter falls to us. Or we do address a need somewhere else with that first pick. But if it was a quarterback, I'm hoping it's Anthony Richardson. I really am. But we will see on Thursday. I'll uh, update you guys on how that went. But without further ado, let's talk oops. What an eventful last 48 hours we've had. Yeah, just about. Just, Let's about. just just to recap, I made this list. This is just some of the headlines pertaining to the playoffs. There's a number of ones that I didn't include that are also headline worthy. These are some of the basketball headlines we've had since our last pod. Well, Embiid has a severe knee sprain. If he does play in round two, he's going to be wearing an offensive lineman style knee brace. Yeah. That's not good. We're going to talk more about that later. Giannis can barely play. He has a back injury that he gave it a go and he looked fantastic on the court and then he can't sit down. Yeah. It, it's one of those back things where if, you know, it's just really touchy and we said this about the back injury Yeah, and the the Milwaukee Bucks are now on the brink of elimination. Crazy who had that on their proje- first round projections. The six and seven seeds in the West are very alive. That's probably not shocking because if you were looking at, you know, just at the bracket, that was the Warriors and that was the Lakers. Those are two teams that we're not, you know, saying are pretenders, but they are very alive. Yeah. The Lakers are up three to one. The Warriors are two two with a really, 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 really important game five on the horizon. And let's see, the Hawks—they won on a thirty-footer today, thirty-five foot probably. I don't, i didn't see the marker on the deep. on the broadcast. I'm not sure if this was not an ABC game or what. They really didn't put how many feet it was. They just went on a ridiculous game-winning shot and are alive yeah. they're alive yeah we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about that very soon lebron meanwhile dropped 20 and 20 in a very tight game four that the lakers pulled out and protected home court in overtime now lead three to one. Kind of set that already with the seven seed. Oh, and by the way, De'Aaron Fox has a fractured fingertip, which I've never heard. I've never seen. I've never seen that in a fantasy injury update. I've never seen yeah. that in two K. That's I've new. Never, I've never gotten that tweet from Shams or Woj. Yeah, but De'Aaron Fox has, and you saw when he kept shaking his hand. So I'm not surprised that he is. That's but, what happened? Yeah. Add that to the bingo card. That's just since we recorded. What was it, Sunday night?
1: Yeah. So, what a crazy, what a crazy playoffs. Like, what a crazy, like, first couple games. We, we spoke right after the Celtics game ended because
0: I needed to get your reaction in the moment. Yeah. And I said, I was like, man, this first round has pretty much been, yeah, whatever your projections were coming into the playoffs, just tear that list up Yeah, tear that one up yeah flip everything that you expected to you know be a lock outside of a couple things and uh yeah it's like when like it's like when you come to class and either you do the notes or like you have this assignment done that you thought was due and then you show up and they're like yeah so this assignment's actually due an- another time we're going to get into something completely different today
1: yeah yeah it, it kind of has felt like that. I mean, who would have first like predicted all these injuries? One, like Ja has the wrist thing too, and he kind of re-aggravated that during the game. It obviously didn't look like that. They whatever they put him on, he played through it. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Um, it's crazy. It's just been a crazy playoffs, and I'm itching to get into Boston so I can feel the criticism and then dish back like rationality. To everybody. That Let's listened. get
0: into Boston right now. Right All now.
1: Right. Because... I feel like you're you're really eager to get into Boston. So I'll give you the floor and I'll respond. <laughs> I'll sit there on the jury stand and just like field the the questions. You're going to let me. You're going to let me. uh I'm going to let, let pro- you go for it. I'm going to let gonna you. Let me start it. the proceedings. But But we can't start. We can't start this without mentioning that good old Uncle Shiv predicted <laughs> the Celtics to win in six. And everybody, they called me a madman. They said this was a sweep. They said this was maybe four <laughs> at best. And I said, listen to me. Who watches this team? I've seen this. I have seen this team when we started. Chris Humphreys, okay. Like I'm telling you, I knew this was gonna happen. And they're gonna go in Atlanta, and they're gonna close them out in Atlanta. It has to be done. Gucci Mane, two chains. It's good, man. Jalen Brown will do the jersey swap with Gucci. Like it'll be cool. It'll be cool. Oh, man. But yeah, go ahead. Anyways, I was right. America slash. So, yeah,
0: half of this take, half of this whole take is going to be heat of the moment. Let's react to it. But also knowing that shit was probably right and they're going to win in game six and close it out. But in this moment, we need to talk about if that doesn't happen, all the other alternatives and, and what just happened tonight. So this game, I had a heck of a day at work today. It was very uh mentally engaging. So I, I didn't check out really at all. But I saw this score in this game in the first half or so. I saw a second half score and just, I don't know. I just tuned out. Next thing I know, I think you text me. Yeah. And your text indicated that <laughs> Boston had lost. And I turned, I immediately turned it on because that wasn't what I was expecting to see. And it's seven seconds left and Atlanta's down one. And I'm like, what did this text mean? So what, well, you could explain that later. Like whether like you just felt the vibe or you were watching now. And now I see why you might've sent that message because I turned it on. I see Trey hit the, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Oh my God. It was all net. <laughs> from 35 feet with a second left on the game clock and they were only down one he pulled it up he received the inbound in the backcourt walked into a step back shot a couple steps in front of half court and he cashed it and it was like wow so Celtics don't do anything with the remaining 1.6 seconds of the clock, on the clock so I'm like, wow, what did I just turn on and see what just happened? Fast forward, I get home. I immediately throw the highlights from this game on. Then I watch the whole fourth quarter, essentially. And I've got some notes for you. Um, For one, I think Boston led by as many as 17 at one point. Hey. And it was crazy to me because I'm watching this like, all right, let me, when does the comeback happen? What were the signs? Like, what happens? Boston's up 13, pretty comfortably, just hit a three. With six and a half minutes left, 109.96. Yeah. In a pretty quick sequence, it was 111 to 111 with two with 245 or so left to go. In that stretch, Jalen Brown missed a pair of free throws. They did get that offensive rebound and I think got a bucket. But I'm like, all right, what happened? Robert Williams missed the and one free throw. Jason Tatum threw
1: a careless turnover out of a double team that he saw coming. That let's pause to, here. Okay. Let's pause. Let's pause here on that. Like Jason, like you, you, you can't mention a large part. A large part of this like collapse today was Tatum had a bad game, but Jalen Brown had thirty five. You know, all the other guys got in double digits. So it's like Tatum had a bad game, probably why we lost when when you're quote unquote best player. Um, And I say, quote unquote, because I don't think it's as clear as some people might think it is. But when he shoots one for 10 from three, that's usually a pretty bad sign. Like Tatum is a volume shooter. He has very efficient nights when he's got it going, but he's a volume shooter as well. So when he's throwing up a lot of shots and he's just not getting going, um, it's going to be tough to win. Oh, yeah, keep going. Anyways, he played poorly.
0: Yeah, no, that I think was that was evident. A couple, a couple bullet points down on this list is where's Tatum? Question mark. Yeah. So it was kind of that, and it wasn't that he was because he he, he did make some plays in that stretch, but there was nobody that that said, "Hold on, guys, let's let's stop this." Yeah. But, um, and you're right. You're right. Jalen Brown had a great game. He had okay. it going early with the midi. I wouldn't say he had a great fourth quarter. I don't think you would agree either. You know, yeah, play. he didn't have a great fourth quarter, but I, I don't, yeah, I'm not. That's not to knock what was a grain where he had pretty much everything falling, yeah, and was the reason they were ahead, exactly. So, the Tatum through the double team that led to points. Trey got a steal on Marcus Smart. Marcus yeah. Smart had finished with minus twelve in the in the in the plus minus, and I'm not a super duper plus minus guy. But this fourth quarter, he was a part of some some key plays that led to opportunities for Atlanta. Yeah. And he said in the legal screen, I think on the next possession, that was also yeah. a turnover. And he also got a tech. The tech actually, I think, went to Tatum. The tech went to Tatum because he smacked yeah. the ball in the air. Yeah. Um, but all of that happened kind of, you know, for Boston in terms of what happened, like what led to this. And on the other side, Bogdanovich, Kept the Hawks in it, yeah. He John Collins. If you just look at the box score, it doesn't really tell you when you know certain stats came in, but he he hit he was, he hit four threes today, which is great yeah. for John yeah, Collins. Really... But he hit two in the fourth quarter that were necessary mm-hmm. and had a driving finish that was really you know it's one of the only reasons they're still in the game. Yeah. And then Trey was Trey, especially in the second half.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it's in this is why I said Boston and six, because I know that they tend to have this problem where they just don't have it going. And then it, sh- it, it doesn't work from the start. And then it just kind of, you know, careens yeah. it something else. But what's odd about this game is they had the lead and they kind of choked it away. And it's like they're just as much as any other team liable to just get the like take their foot off the gas. and. While you don't want to see that, obviously, going into, you know, the next round of the playoffs, if they get there, um, you know, it's frustrating as a fan because this is something we see often, not often from this team, but when this team loses, this is what most of Celtics Twitter will complain about. Me personally, it's kind of frustrating, but at the same time, you're like, I trust these guys to bounce back and close out on the road. They already they just won a game in Atlanta. I don't think they're worried about that. I think they're more. They're, I, I think they're pissed, to be honest, more than anything because that's winnable and they need to win those types of games. They've been winning those types of games all year. And yeah,
0: I'll say it's. Uh, you're right. It's not what you want to see tonight. I had Boston. They came. They, they came down a spot in my power rankings, and it was like I said. I didn't have anything really to ding them on. Yeah, but I I wasn't more so further solidified in my opinion on them in the week prior tonight was what I didn't want to see from them like specifically yeah because the fourth quarter kind of happened and I didn't see who to look at on the court in terms of like yo Missoula you're going to snap you're going to snap these guys together yeah yo, will take you're you going to just demand the ball for like maybe a couple possessions in the road drive go strong I, yeah. did, I told you I wanted to see angry Tatum and I saw a little bit come out of the refs. I'm seeing more come out of the refs and that's not the angry Tatum that I want to see. Yeah.
1: I agree with that. I, for I sure want to
0: see that. you. I, I want to see you impose yourself on the court. Yeah. Not in between the whistles. Yeah. But sure. you know, you got the crowd chanting F Trey young. Yeah. At the free throw line, you're getting yeah. full on Trey young chance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, they're under, he's under their skin. And are they going to respond correctly or no? Because man, he did. So now adding context to that, that last shot. Trey hit at the top of the second half. He hit a three from about the same spot. All that as well. And in the fourth, he hit back-to-back daggers in that. Three and a half minute stretch where they were yeah. 15, 15 and two, yeah. and he missed one from around the same spot. So he was just in a rhythm, man. So I'm not. No, he was. It was a. That's it was a.
1: That's his bless game, him. right? And and that that's his part game, of yeah. this. Literally, literally,
0: that part part of this is just like, all right, now we keep talking about the get Trey out of here movement that we're not on board. Yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah. Because how many people in the league are doing that? Also. Interesting box score point on Trey. He had 38 points, was 14 of 33 from the field, played 44 minutes. So, for one, his detractors are going to point to the high-volume shot at field goal attempts. Yeah, You know, you had 38 points and 33 shots. Playoffs, though. Trey got a shot blocked seven times.
1: Yeah.
0: Half of that is because he's, you know, smaller in stature. The other half is he had to press it. He had to press tonight. Because there was no DeJounte back against the wall. right? I need to at least step up and go down swinging. So I don't care at all about that box score number. But At the end of the day, he came away with the dub. And that is – you consider yourself lucky as a fan when you have a player on your team like that. And I don't know. There's this point in the finger. And maybe there's some more to it, you know. But that's just why I'm on the – that's why I'm a Trey Young supporter still because – He's different man. He he i get it. I get your you know all the arguments against him and the side of the fence that doesn't rock with him.
1: Mm-hmm. But come on, bro. Smallest guy Wait, on the court. I'll just say this. I'll just say this for the side, and let's just let's let's identify the the people on the side of the other fence. You guys are all Luca fans. <laughs> all right, that's what it is. It's the oh, we fleeced Atlanta. No, you didn't, right. you know why. You know why? Because you're not in the playoffs right now. So I don't want to hear it in terms of you fleeced Atlanta. All right, let's just put that to rest right now. I don't want you to hear have, it from anyone. Man, you might have busted
0: that case in like 15 seconds. They if they're not all, the all Luca fans, they have an equally loose argument for whoever
1: they're a supporter of. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, I I don't know. Anyways, so sorry, Luca, but you're catching us straight today. And I, uh, I just
0: – I I am rest I rest my case. I yeah. rest my case. Yeah, 100%. I just wanted to
1: address those concerns
0: that came out to me watching the fourth quarter. I still think Boston is, you know, a top-tier team. They're the team I have the most confidence in in the East. I've said that every other episode and I still I'm still there. And I have a new tape that I'm going to get off in about 25 30 minutes. Right. But I just wanted to mention those so that way we can, you know, reference this conversation at least. And if they show signs that, you know, correct those issues, I'm going to highlight that as well. So, you know, it's interesting, really interesting. But they they didn't – they left the door open for those guys. It's 3-2 going back to the A. They did. Atlanta, I think this could be the DeJounte Murray game where he reminds you of how dynamic he is. And he just gets into the court because we saw this different side of DeJounte Murray. He has a a low key profile in San Antonio. And then the summer happened this year where Paolo gets drafted and he's on this, you know, pro am circuit and he's just turning up on every highlight clip you see, like barking, (laughs) clapping, like
1: in a high school gym somewhere. And it's like,
0: in a high school gym in like like the Pacific
1: Northwest.
0: It's like, what? Okay. And then he joins this Atlanta team. That gets mad, braggadocious this year, gets mad, like taunting, flexing when we're ahead. Yeah. And
1: he freaking chest buffs the referee walking off the court. I so I'm I'm glad you brought up Deontay Murray because as I was watching this game, <laughs> I was like, if I'm if I'm a fan of Atlanta, I come away feeling great from this game, but I think to myself. Do we play better without Deontay? Serious question. Serious question.
0: Is like the ball not
1: moving a little better? Are people not getting more comfortable shots? And are we not playing with a better pace that suits the makeup of our team? I I I like the thought path that you're
0: going down. I think that the question that fans are saying are Are we not better without without Clint Capella? Yeah, because in that fourth quarter. Clint Capella was out of there. He yeah. didn't touch the court. He only played 21 minutes the whole game. He started every game this series. Mind you, other starters like DeAndre Hunter, Trey Young played 40 plus minutes. John Collins played 31, but he was out there that whole fourth quarter. They played a lot of more Oyeka and Kangu. They even went small with Sadiq Bey. They were playing Jalen Johnson in the fourth quarter. They weren't playing Clint Capella. And
1: who has a lot of upside. Right.
0: So. But I mentioned this. Oh, you're talking about Jalen Johnson or Capella. Okay. Johnson. Yeah, no, I like Johnson. He, they like him, too. He has some upside.
1: He's but also
0: a He is. He is. <laughs> Asterisk. But I mentioned this about Atlanta. I was like, if you're looking at Atlanta and you're assessing our team and you want to move Trey Young, it's like, well, look at the pieces on the floor. If you have a guy like Capella out there who, mind you, was a part of the underperforming in the postseason Houston Rockets teams, <laughs> if you have a guy like that on the court where defenses are – gladly in help when he doesn't have the ball. Yeah, And I spoke, I said, I threw John Collins slightly in there just because we hadn't seen like tonight's version of John Collins so far. But I was like, if you have two, three help defenders who are just committed to Trey, Trey's not going to kill you. He never is. So I think that, you know, DeJounte back in this game six, I think Quinn Snyder is a good coach Mm -hmm. and that he saw, wait a second, we can't have this guy out there just eating space on offense yeah. to occasionally get a defensive rebound or an offensive rebound or a tip-in. It's like, no. Right. He's too, I, he I comes from Utah he, playing with Gobert, and you know what I'm saying? He knows how to play around
1: that. <laughs> he's getting flashbacks. <laughs> he's on the sideline having a full-on PTSD attack. He's just seeing Rudy go. He's, like, he's oh, like, Rudy! I mean, oh, like, Lord, get, get him. Away, like, Get him. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, he grabs like Jalen Johnson by the jersey, throws him out on the court. Get his ass. Like, um, <laughs> um, no, I mean, Clint, listen, Clint, sit so, so next, so next to Coach Terry. Yeah, he wants to run some numbers by you for like three straight quarters. <laughs> you can actually put your warm ups back on. Um, Listen, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's a combination of Atlanta playing the best they've played all series and a really, really poor Tatum game. So I don't expect... I I agree with you. I agree with you. Again, obviously because I'm a Boston fan, but at the same time, I think when Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both lock in and they feel their backs against the wall, which they have last year, game six in Milwaukee right like you had game seven on the road in Miami they tend yeah. to come out and I don't think they're I think I think they'll bring it I think that team's gonna come in like they're not playing any music on the bus to the stadium from the hotel type yeah. of line
0: no I man I, I enjoyed that conversation we'll uh we'll move along but I just wanted to have a a, a nice Boston conversation and yeah, I, I I do ultimately agree with you. I think they will pull this out in Game Six, and if they don't, it'll be very interesting. If they don't, but this is now just an Eastern Conference that is wide open. Both conferences. With Boston being right, true, with Boston now being you know the clear favorite, but after Boston, it's like, well, I don't know. Yeah, but be my let's end. let's catch up on what's happened as well tonight. The Phoenix Suns put a number on the Los Angeles Clippers, that number being 136, 136 (laughs) points. They officially moved on to the second round where they will meet the Denver Nuggets, who also took care of business tonight. They won 112 to 109. Wow, really similar games from those teams. They uh, won closely contested closeout games in order to not let their matchups linger. So that's that's what teams should be doing at this stage that are in the championship conversation. And I think that you had the aha moment with the Suns that I want to let you talk about. Because yeah. I I, buffed, I jumped the Suns from off the list all the way to number one in my power rankings. Yeah, you because did. I just saw, and it came against this Clippers team, which we know we can't take too seriously, but I just saw a team that I pictured holding the trophy because it was like you're going to you're going to get into it but it was flashbacks to when yeah you realized that that kevin durant golden state team was unstoppable and i'm like oh lord i i I just saw that again i'm going to react fully on to what i'm feeling right now and then maybe against tougher competition it'll
1: die down but i think you saw that tonight for sure i mean with Phoenix, obviously that third quarter run was incredible. Devin Booker was locked in. I think he 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 has the second most points, playoff points right now, behind Jimmy because Jimmy had the nasty uh what was it game? Miss missed that or- one in my league headline since this last since our last episode. Yeah, Jimmy
0: yeah. went for fifty six.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. But so I was looking up sort of the the Phoenix Suns team stats. And I was looking specifically at their offensive rating, which if nobody knows, it's just the points per 100 possessions. So assuming a team has 100 possessions, how many points would they right. essentially put up or how many points have they put up? The Phoenix Suns are averaging 120 points, which is second to my the Miami Heat team, which is averaging 121. And we know the Heat, the Heat's number we can reasonably assume is a little skewed. Due to the colossal injury of the best player of their opponent. Yeah. Um. So Phoenix most likely will have the Just number consistent. one rating in the playoffs. But what's even more surprising is their defensive rating. So that's like the number of points allowed per 100 possessions. They're allowing 113 points, which is third or fourth most um, amongst teams, playoff teams right now. So they're not exactly guarding anybody they're just kind of outpacing them offensively um which is insane i mean they're they're just putting up so many points and you can the way they run in transition you got kd flooding one wing booker flooding the other wing tory craig's playing out of his mind first of all yeah he is like what (laughs) like what (laughs) like what what yeah like where was this tory craig in denver was he doing this in Denver? Not. I it didn't feel like yeah. It didn't, didn't feel like right. And so they're 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 clicking right now. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they they you know I I assume Bruce Brown, all these other guys on Denver will you know, maybe do a better job. I mean Denver isn't exactly known for their defense either, but it'll be it'll be it'll be a fun series. Um. Phoenix is is out of control though. I mean, these guys are these guys are nuts. If you look at first of all Devin Booker stats, right? He's averaging thirty five four and five on a ridiculous, I think, effective field goal percentage sixty two percent, which is insane. Yeah. Like that's so incredibly efficient. Tory Craig's effective field goal percentage is eighty one. Yeah, that's not sustainable. Dude, he's like touched by Jesus. <laughs> Like, it's insane. Yeah, it was not. He's having this, it is a legacy series, dude. There's like a pink diamond card on the 2K marketplace of Tory Craig. <laughs> I'm not even joking. No, man, I think that
0: I'm on the same page as you are with the offensive ceiling of this Phoenix team just being too much for anybody to overpower. Yeah. That's why they were the betting favorites. Before we get out of here, I'm going to pull up the conference champion odds again because we did that on our first two episodes yeah. and now that we're getting to tell another first round we can just reference how those changed but yeah i i get why they're the odds on favorites i still do hold out and where i think we're both on the same page i still i'm still holding out that it's not going to click for them that quickly against the best of the best and that they're still not going to win either the championship I don't think they'll come out of the conference. They might do that. They might do both. But I'm still in the camp that when push comes to shove, they're not going to beat the team that is a little more locked in together. Yeah. For one reason
1: or another. No, I agree. I'm interested to see what happens when they when they play a team that that's identity is based defensively. Yeah, they're going to have a long time. They're going to have a long day. Maybe that's Boston. Maybe that's Miami. Maybe that's some other team. Maybe it's the Warriors. Maybe it's the Kings that can really just play defense. And And just to keep it consistent, Kevin Durant played 44
0: minutes tonight. Devin Booker played 42. There you go. They're staying in it. They're staying up there. Okoge played 33 minutes off the bench. And that's essentially everybody they had. And... So the Since are... Kogi played so many minutes, they had about 20 bench points, about 22 to be exact. So it's like they scored 136 yeah. and they're getting like one sixth of that from the bench. And is that going to hold in the long series against, you know, a physical team that is pulling the best out of you and getting the best out, of, getting the best of you in other yeah. moments? So Let's let's move along because the night before... No, no, no,
1: no, wait. Before we move along, we should touch on the Clippers. You know, it's what? crazy. It's crazy when you watch the Clippers because they are a legitimately really solid team. Like, they have some seriously, like, solid pieces. They have some seriously, seriously solid pieces. Like, Eric Gordon, sniper. I know where this is going. Terrence Mann, all-around glue guy zubaj probably like the most fundamental robust center in the league wouldn't just imagine if this team had two maybe one or two wing superstars that could defend at three levels shoot the three ball handle facilitate like they they could probably make some noise no bro
0: I, no hands down this team this team's one or two one or two perimeter defender, you know, two-way scoring wings yeah. away from having it together. And it's like, you look at the roster, you know what I'm saying? They have these guys, you know, Kawhi and PG and stuff. And so it's like, if you're just looking at that team, you got to run it back next year.
1: <laughs> next
0: year's the one.
1: Next year's got to be the one, right?
0: Next year's the one because it takes about five years to get there. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? With, with a core hey. of, you know, great players – in their 30s that's when <laughs> it starts to click right that's like, when it starts to click year five
1: yeah yeah in in the era of 2020s basketball it starts to click at the age of 30 when the league is getting younger and younger by the minute dude i don't know man what can you say like the clippers are
0: it's actually comic relief because it's frustrating there's the, there's the it's frustrating As a Laker fan, there's the Laker hater here and there that loves bringing up how the Clippers have their number. As, you know, a basketball fan, there's just always, like, why are the Clippers getting – so? why are the Clippers everybody's finals projection ahead of – like, what have they proven? I compare them to the Chargers in the NFL because I get it, the talent's there, but until you do something to make me put that respect on your name – yeah. That's gotta be earned first. And mm-hmm. these guys have their resumes coming in, so it's it's that, but it's it's just comic relief because I still can't take them seriously and never really did, unless put unless we did cross paths in the postseason. But it's just like the Clippers will find a way to be the Clippers.
1: It's disappointing, man. They need to they need to shake it up at this point.
0: Yeah, man, get those guys out of here, man. What do you? if You got nothing to.
1: Ballmer. You have nothing to lose, in my opinion. Like, what's Ballmer's, the point of continuing yeah. to get bounced in the first round and getting a mid, late too- round draft pick and then not getting anybody because you have no skill in drafting because you keep your franchise afloat by signing post prime guys, and yeah. you're just good enough to make the playoffs, but you're not good enough to actually do anything in the playoffs. Yeah, no, they're throwing darts. I don't, I don't have anything else for the Clippers.
0: <laughs> so coming into tonight or coming into tuesday night's games the lakers took care of business like we said and miami took the 3-1 lead both teams took care of home court we already had an episode titled you know yeah i told you so guy and i wasn't saying that i was him i just want to play that guy in the documentary so uh, i'm i I'm turning up the antics because I just want to be like that. Oh, mind you. I'm zooming out right now on the camera so we can see the shirt. I'm wearing the shirt for a reason. Yeah. For those listening, this is a Halloween Michael Myers shirt.
1: Yeah. I wonder why you're wearing that.
0: <laughs> because I told you he's he's still out there. I, I I said that he was still out there. And people were calling me crazy. They weren't actually calling me crazy. I'm I'm doing this for the, for the documentary. But they yeah. were calling me crazy. I told you guys that the ghost was out there. And just because we didn't see him every night in the regular season, just because the team didn't pop up and look as scary as we thought, we remember. We remember. This goes way back. This goes years back of, of knowing this guy is dangerous and that he's still out there. And if you don't put him away – He's going to come back and he's going to, you know, get the last laugh, arguably. You're going to think you're done with him, and you're not. And that guy is Jimmy Butler.
1: Jimmy G buckets and the G stands for gets. I mentioned the Depot injury in game four.
0: That was a, or in game three. That was a real gut punch from over the yeah. weekend. And in that sequence, when he just went down, and the whole arena was on a high because they're up 24 with a few minutes left against the Bucks, And he goes down. The air just comes out of the building. They pan around everybody and then they show Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler has this. Mind you, Jimmy Butler didn't play from the three or four minute mark in the third quarter because of a back injury. And he still had 31 in only three quarters. But he really couldn't move all on, on the bench. And they showed Jimmy with the heating pad taped up and sitting there on the bench. And he has this deadpan face. And in my head, I was like, oh, man, he is about to shake this injury off. He is going to get out there the next game and probably go crazy yeah. on his for his man's. Because it's like, oh, man, come on. My guy just went down. Damn it. And that sucks as a teammate when, you know, I'm saying you lose a a piece to the to the core that you're just rocking and everybody's rooting for each other. Yeah. And yeah, this isn't to say I told you so, because we don't know how the series is going to end. And I, you know, I'm not that invested in Miami success, but it's just a crazy element of this postseason. And we did. I did ask on the, a couple episodes back. I was like, "Are we going to get a fifty-point game? Are we going to get like a game winner, like some overtime?" And since that episode, we got some of all, some
1: of it all. We got a game winner from a game tire from LeBron. Yes. We got a game winner from Trey. We got fifty-six from Butler. We got forty-something had- twice from Booker. Yep. Overtime in the Nuggets. Timberwolves crazy last
0: few minutes. Anthony game. Edwards had 40. Anthony Edwards went nuts. And uh yeah. And then and then Trey, Trey had a word tonight. So yeah, this is this it is it was crazy. This is the playoffs where where insert superlative here happens. Where amazing <laughs> happens. The NBA. Where amazing happens. But let's talk about what's going to be pressing for tonight's games because we have a lot of them for one. We have four games tonight. Every series is 3-1 except for Sacramento and Golden State, which is 2-2. So we'll likely – Right. We're we're getting some very important game fives across the board, and we'll probably have at least one team clinch the second round – There's a chance that none of these guys do. First up is New York and Cleveland at four. half hour later, Lakers and Grizzlies tip off. Both of those series are 3-1. The Lakers and the Knicks are looking to move on on the road. Do you see either of those teams getting the win tomorrow?
1: I don't see the the Knicks getting the win tomorrow, believe it or not. And I think Cleveland – that crowd is something else when they're locked in.
0: Yeah, they don't. They guys, don't want this
1: season to end. Yeah, I think those guys are going to rally around that crowd. They're going to be charged up. They're going to be at home. They're going to be feeling a little more comfortable, and I expect them to respond like their backs are against the wall, like the talented team that they are. I think that game is going to be close. I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks edged them out, but at the same time, Cleveland could come out and just be hitting shots and playing with pace, and you never know. So I'm going to go with Cleveland tomorrow, and I'm going to take the Lakers in the closeout. Um, I have lived long enough to know that you don't bet against LeBron in a closeout game, and if you do, you're just the hater at this point or yeah, yeah. you're either a hater or alternatively you're too young to actually understand the game of basketball at the level that we understand it at, and yeah. that's okay too which is why you listen to this podcast you're genuinely not familiar with the game yeah like you're just not at that point you're just a casual you're getting your basketball news from tiktok edits and yeah. like youtube shorts
0: no man cleveland new york i just can't predict so yeah, it's, not, I, it's really not worth me giving a take because uh, I'm not invested in either. But yeah. I would I think that New York wins tomorrow, kind of. But yeah, I, I see
1: feeling that they would. But I just want to pick Cleveland. Let's let's right. See
0: I'm there. rooting for Cleveland, too. Let's get some let's get a little more out of that, because yeah. there's a lot of meat on the bone with what that yeah. series
1: could have been. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not like the the Kawhi, so maybe, like it's ACL meme where it just whoosh, falls off the bone.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Maybe
1: there's another. (laughs) There's a little more to be cut. They're making, yeah, they're making
0: us work for it on this one. Yeah, this is like the this is the in between of the ribs. A little chewy, (laughs)
1: you know. We could, we might have wanted this one a little more rare. You know, the wing versus like the drumette. It's like the wing. You got to do the
0: little. (laughs) That's funny. Um, I don't. So yeah, let's go Cleveland. Let's go Cleveland tomorrow. And Believe I, this is for you. I and the Lakers haven't lost the game where John Moran plays in this series. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. So <laughs> so he's playing tomorrow, I'm gonna roll with the Lakers. Yeah. And that game one win feels really distant now. So I think that and that team had none of the cracks that they do now this far into the series, and those cracks being the Dylan Brooks of it all the John Morant hand injury and just the we've gotten beat by these guys a few times now and we're definitely down in the dumps a bit so I, I see I see LA if they do that tomorrow I'm gonna be proud of those boys
1: so I'm a uh, i am I would be remiss if I didn't point out that Draymond on his pod a few months ago when him and Dylan Brooks had their first uh, kerfuffle Huh. Um, Draymond went on the pod and said you're not a part of the dynasty the dynasty starts after you and we might seriously be looking at a situation where he's not a Memphis Grizzly anymore and oh I think he's I think the team's out those reports have leaked in the past 48 hours as well yeah it's bad like you you got the TNT guys Hey, you're bringing
0: the bad energy, bro. Yeah.
1: We got to get you out of here, you know? So <laughs> we'll see. I mean, Hey man, I listen, I respect Dylan Brooks for putting on the black hat. I don't think any, I don't think every player is capable of it. Like for example, Grayson Allen tried to do the whole grr, tough guy, gritty, you know, I'm going to just be a dog. And it's like, what are you doing? Right. So, it doesn't work for everyone. He's done a great job. My issue with it is you got to back it up in the media, man. If you're going to do all X, Y and Z, you have to back it up in the media. You have to sit there field the questions, take Yeah, 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 take it at the same time. You can't. Like you can be backing out little, like this. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's why like guys like Draymond, you know, Bobby Portis, like these these enforcers. I respect them because it's like they still do media afterwards and they talk. You not know. about- Real, real, recognized, real, and yeah. if
0: that many people are trying to call out a brother, it's like all right. And uh, yeah, man, how many times do you think LeBron's reminded himself of what Dylan Brooks said before the series?
1: I don't know if he's reminded himself of what he said. I think he re- he's reminded himself that yo, I can just this guy can't guard me. Like, no, but like, how
0: many times do you think that he's just had to be like, he's even that. had to think that, like, I can't wait to get this guy. Like, you know, like that, that message is still driving home in that locker room oh, yeah. of, no, we're not done putting these boys away. Y'all remember
1: what they were, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah so, for sure. I fully expect the Lakers to to close on the road. Look for AD to have a better game. Look LA, for, uh, Go and get the job done tomorrow. Yeah. I, 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 uh, you, you also can't mention game four without mentioning D'Angelo Russell. He is the reason that the Lakers were able to squeak that out. Nobody else could hit a shot. And D'Lo, back to back threes to cut it to a one point game. Lakers eventually go on to control it from there. And it's, if he doesn't hit those two threes on a poorly shooting night where the team didn't really shoot that well from three, hey, could be, a, could be an entirely different result. Game five going into Memphis, 2-2. Two, 3-1 two. is way better than 2-2. Two, two.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, man, we, we didn't get to deep dive that, that Lakers win, and I did that. You were trying to go after the games Monday night, and I was just arguing that we should, but I'm going to lay it on heavy with the Lakers, and I'm yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about the listeners. <laughs> yeah. And I, I want to talk about them in a performance that you know is in the next couple of rounds. Yeah. But these are great signs. Um I'm I'm locked in and yeah. I said this team is a, just a great defense now and if you combine the great defense on the night where shots are falling, it's a championship recipe. Yeah. The championship recipe and there there's some variance now and you got options. So
1: my argument stands on that. You know what I don't like about the Lakers? Now that I think about it, I don't like Troy Brown. I don't. I don't either. And I,
0: you know, I'd love to see Lonnie Walker get in there. But yeah, me too. I Does think this he. Feel like I think he serves. He actually, play well in. I think he just. I think he just serves the purpose. He serves the purpose. He's a. You know, he he's got some seasons under his belt. He's played for a bunch of organizations, so he's got. He gives the vibe that he has this sort of peer respect. And if you've earned that to get out there, and that's the reason you know a coach is trusting you, yeah. Without knowing what it really is, it, it you know makes me think that okay, I'm gonna i to defer and I, I, I'll ride I'll ride for yeah. now. But let me defer
1: I, to the people who get paid millions of dollars to analyze the game of basketball and make objective decisions based on the analytics as opposed to. My gut from Twitter.
0: (laughs) If they think that Lonnie Walker can't play, they're wrong.
1: (laughs) Like, I don't. If that's the the judgment, then they're wrong. And I know it's not that, but. I just don't get it. I feel like this is a series Lonnie Walker would really excel in because of the pace and the athleticism that's required to make plays on both ends. But we mentioned that there's a few teams
0: in the league or that are still remaining. Boston comes to mind. Denver comes to mind. Where they're not pulling all their cards out yet. That's true. They're not playing all their cards. They they yeah. know what they can't. They know that if push comes to shove, they do have if an injury happens, if a technical or suspend, you know, yeah. these these weird scenarios that emerge during a series. Oh, yeah. If that does happen, we're gonna throw all right. Yo, everybody needs to stay ready. Yeah. If we were also going to have, I'm really bummed that we didn't because we would have banged home a couple of points ahead of time. We were going to do, I mentioned at the top of episode nine that we had a number of lists for you guys who were going to rattle off. And after we passed like the hour mark recording, I was like, I think we got a good one here. Let's let's call it. Yeah. But the list that we were going to do was who are hypothetical unsung heroes on the team that eventually wins the championship. So we're just going to throw some names out of guys who were, you know, they had a moment. They were the Del Vadova, even though they lost that series. They were the... You know what I'm saying? They were the yeah. Iguadala, the Sean Livingston. They were the that's a better one. Yeah. They were the
1: Sean Livingston. The David West. The Maurice. You know Staggers. what I'm saying? Yeah. They they were these just
0: weird guys that played big roles and yeah. came through for their teams. I, for one, in that list, one of it was Rui and Reeves. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to differentiate it because it looks like Rui, I'm still just trying not to let myself fall too quickly, but it looks like this brother's found his spot. Yeah. like his, sure. it, You're seeing the clips of him getting extra work in on, you know, social media and the product on the court is. Translating. Passing. It was, it's getting a passing grade for sure. So. Rui and Reeves were my cop-out combination of the guys who are just going to be like wow I can't believe J.J. Barea is one of the reasons the Mavericks won a championship yes. it's like yeah <laughs> they're going to be these just wow that guy really showed out on the championship stage yeah in their yeah. own way I don't I don't so I don't know who was on your list because we never we never shared him still but feel free to let one go if there was one because if we should have did it and we would have had some of this on record.
1: I so I picked the Warriors to come out of the conference right. So I'll go with a play from the Warriors, and I think the unsung hero, obviously, obviously, is Kevin. Kevin. But, but I'm gonna go with Clay Thompson and here's mm-hmm. why i think clay's going to hit the big shots when it matters most in a series you're down 2 and you run the pin down for clay that's butter that's that's money you get game 6 clay you know what that is you get clay when he gets hot in the second quarter and you look up it was a four point game 2 minutes ago now you're down 12 clay just had 10 straight and he took like half a dribble yeah and Say, it's gonna be clay because Clay looks good when you watch these games. Last year he had a weird his legs la- just yeah. Last
0: out. year you weren't afraid Shot. of him. You weren't afraid of this him. This year and he, he looks like he really has his legs under him. You walked into this year, still not really afraid because he felt like that last year. And it's like now you're running a race, and it's like, yo, this mother effort is stride for stride with yeah. me. Yeah. Like I'm getting very, very nervous about this
1: fool, like. Yeah, so no, I, I, I like I'll go with Clay. I think Looney's the obvious choice because so you know, Clay does, was a
0: little uh, too high profile for maybe. my initial criteria Clay, uh, of that. Let's just, but I get me, what let you're let,
1: saying. Let me put it this way: Clay, uh, Clay, Clay hits the shots that save Steph's legacy, right? Yeah. Does he not? Like, I mean, he may, he hundred percent may. You can revisit that. I mean, hey, every, every, uh, every, every. Even Batman needed Robin to step in and save him in certain comic editions. So I'm just saying, you know. he's, percent 100 percent Man,
0: I uh oh, That's this is this is this is a tea leaf that I dropped, and it came while we were talking about the Lakers, and it ended up to the Warriors, and it brought me back to the point that I wanted to bring up. And it was that looking at this bracket before Round one even began, I'm like, okay, so if the Lakers win round one, they're going to get the Warriors or the Kings. You could do it vice versa. If the Warriors win round one, they might get the Lakers. We might get LeBron and Steph in round two. Yeah. For the first time since, what, 2018? Yeah, 2018. And that is just the biggest box office draw the NBA has to pull out right now. Yeah. And I'm not making this argument that games are fixed, or staged, or scripted, or whatever. But just through the powers that be, the law of everything, we are going to get that series in round two. Yeah. I have a follow up to that now. And I don't think this take is circulating too much. If we go process of elimination through both conferences, you know, some people who are you know, also Laker fans are going to get this by result, but I don't think people are throwing this out there yet. I think we're getting Boston, LA in the
1: finals. We could. We could. Um, we we very well could. I hope the
0: gravity of what Boston, LA in the finals is, was just relayed through this audio podcast. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but, I didn't really, I didn't realistically picture that at any point until this past weekend, (laughs) where I'm looking at it and I'm like, "Wait, I'm I'm picking Boston and I'm picking LA. Are we? We might get a Boston LA series, champ finals.
1: We could. I would. I would to see that.
0: That you know is as big as Warriors Lakers would be because it's LeBron versus Steph. Lakers versus Celtics in the NBA finals takes the cake.
1: Yeah, I would be that would be tough. Like, so it's funny because obviously I'm a Celtics fan, right? But as somebody who grew up in the Bay during the peak bandwagon phase, where all the uh, all the Silicon Valley people who were really in touch with basketball and the Warriors weren't that good, all of a sudden, go to a couple games at Oracle and now feel the need to talk to me about basketball and what they're seeing and why I'm wrong. Um, I don't, you know, I, I was always rooting for LeBron in those finals. Yeah. I wanted to see those Warriors fans go home sad. i am be honest with you, which is why the three one thing is like the greatest thing ever for me. I'm it's, not even, it's hard. You know, you, know, you know what he did to the Celtics that year? Like, <laughs> and, and like, Man. and Man. so I'm like, I, I, I'm, that'll be tough because I would hate to see my boys do it to him like that.
0: I'm so here for that because as much as you know, bronze, my guy, you can tell how much I've kind of grown yeah. on Jason Tatum and the yeah. Celtics team yeah. to where like, I can watch that one. And like objectively not get like a like defensive or emotional of like the Lakers and LeBron lose. Like yeah. I can watch them lose that series and be like, yeah, the better team, like, you know, yeah. Not be like I can also appreciate that ending because I'm I'm rooting for you know Tatum to, and those boys to kind of break through. Yeah. That would be really poetic, man. It's like Literally. those guys first postseason together, who they run into in the conference finals, the best version of LeBron imaginable. Yeah, playing literally. forty, playing forty
1: eight minutes. Back when they, he was, they had, they had photoshopped him on a, on, on. This was like peak Thanos time too in Avengers, and they photoshopped LeBron with the gauntlet, and it just looked so perfect, and it's like it was dude, so hard. And, and that's because that's what he was doing, bro. He was just tearing, bro. Up the league, game like,
0: winners in the postseason, shrugs,
1: all types of. Walks into Oracle, gives you 51, breaks his hand, almost gets the win. JR takes one less shot at Hennessy. It doesn't smoke an eighth in the backwood like at halftime. And they win that game in Oracle. We talk about
0: this all the time. It was Malarkey what he was doing at that time. So how poetic would it be if now let the clock tick a little bit five years? The boys revisit Braun in the finals now, and it's like Uncle Braun. And if they beat him, that's a pretty cool story. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I,
1: uh, it sounds great,
0: but then you get the whole great. 17 17 again or 18 17, actually. Is it eight? It will be 18 17 yeah, if, if 18, the Celtics 17. won. Yeah, it would be 18 17. You're going to get that debate if LeBron Whoa. and
1: the Lakers win. As the uh as Number the podcast, yeah, that, they're not ready for that conversation though. They're not ready for that conversation. So we'll save we'll we'll save the la la land, candy land, fantasy land talk for a different pod because LeBron getting five, JT and JB getting one. There's a lot. There's a lot on. There's a lot of interesting storylines surrounding a finals like that, but. Over here in Boston, we're obviously focused one game at a time. We're oh, focused. here
0: we go, here we go. PR, we're, we're focus, P, we're, PR, man.
1: We're hey in the words of Bel- in the words of Belichick, we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Sh- Shiva Shiva Demond, spokesperson
0: for the Boston <laughs> Celtics,
1: <laughs>
0: just issued a statement.
1: We're uh, we're, we're taking <laughs> it whether, whether or they not they been. would be interested
0: in the finals match Especially yesterday.
1: especially with this iteration of the Celtics team that doesn't have good long-term focus (laughs) like just focus on the next four quarters and then you know we'll we'll get a good night's sleep guys just get a good night's sleep like we'll we'll think about it like we'll think about it when we get there no
0: sometimes dude the playoffs are just you know in retrospect they're just a book that has to be written in real time and it's like you just have to spitball some like great ideas that happen and naturally things happen like that twenty sixteen brother. Come on, dude. Like you can't write the three one Warriors come back to the
1: three one Warriors, you know. So I'll tell you I'll tell you a crazy story about that series. Even though this is nothing to do with the playoffs, I'll tell you this crazy story. So I think it was uh it was game it was game six Cleveland where LeBron and Kyrie go for 40, right? And forty one in peace. Forty one and forty one. And so this is when we had just finished our our first year at Baylor. And, and I used to intern at a physical therapist's place in the morning from like 8 to 12. Then I would work at Sports Authority for like four to six hours. And then I would have like a, a class at Cal, like, like at a local community college to take calculus. Because um, like I wanted to try to transfer it back over to Baylor. NBA finals are going on, and I got this game pulled up in class. I'm not paying attention to Jack, first of all, right? I'm not paying attention to Jack. I don't know a single thing about calculus, right? But I'll tell you this: I'm watching this game in class. Got to get, co- get your cosine right. <laughs> I watch, I watch Kate. I watch, uh, I watch Kyrie and LeBron start piecing them up. I like look at the teacher. He's like, "All right, we got like a 15 minute break, right? This is midway through the second quarter." I pack my stuff up. I dip, bro. I file for a refund on the class. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to be here. I'm trying to watch the rest of these finals, bro. I'm not taking this nighttime calculus class. Like, it's not happening. And if I did, I wouldn't have been able to witness that, that those finals. I wouldn't have been able to feel the way I feel. I wouldn't have been able to rub it into the Warriors fans that just started watching basketball that year. Hey, buddy. Like it's
0: we just had a sidebar about my buddy at work. Shout out to Justin. And earlier today, I for one, I wrongly told him that the Warriors and Kings were playing tonight. But they actually are playing tonight when you're listening to this. But he's from around he's from you know around the bay, Right. right? And he's like, you know, I'm a fair weather. I'm not a huge NBA guy, but, you know, when the Warriors are, are rolling, it's kind of a, a sight to see. And I'm like, no, dude, it's all time stuff. It's when when the, if the anthology of the NBA or if the NBA's greatest hits album came out or a poster of just basketball in a, in a
1: nutshell, like the Warriors are on there. They are, I, they are cemented dude i was just about to say like in 15 years maybe i'll have kids i hope <laughs> but like you know my kid will hopefully be coming up into basketball and you know who knows whoever like scoot henderson's probably averaging like 35 10 and 10 and they're just yeah. like oh my god the houston rockets with scoot henderson and Jalen Green are like the best team ever no that's and gonna be that's like gonna be Green's better than clay thompson he's and, he's I'm, and, and i'm gonna be like fun. 16 yeah, and I'm gonna like look up for my newspaper and morning coffee. Just like, you don't know what Clay Thompson's done to me, son. Like, I was standing in Sports Authority watching this game. I'm supposed to be flipping kicks, bro, and I'm watching Clay piece up the Thunder.
0: The way <laughs> the way the, the 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 former player analysts and like the guys like talk about like michael thompson on commentary because of clay and then like you know and if you remember michael thompson like
1: it's like he, bro he wasn't you know, doing that
0: he wasn't doing that we're gonna be vocalizing like whenever this third generation thompson is going yeah. crazy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, be yeah like you guys don't know about clay yeah you yeah. might think you know about clay you guys don't know about clay while we're um, shooting the breeze on all of this and just kind of hypothesizing how the season could go, the Knicks can mess around and get in the finals. I just wanted to say it. I just wanted to say it while we were in this in this la la land. As you said,
1: they give the Boston
0: could, a lot of problems. They could mess around
1: and get in the finals. They could, assuming they beat the Cavs and the Heat beat the Bucks, they could pose a little bit of a problem for the Heat. They remember, could.
0: remember my Sacramento. I'm. I'm buying what they're selling as of now argument more than everybody else. Yeah. I'll buy what New York is selling. Yeah, hundred percent In in this postseason, where it's turned out that yeah, yeah, your your preconceived notions aren't gonna fly. Yeah. So like I'm kind of more in like yeah. One of my managers is like, my my unreal, you know, fantasy wishes for a, a Kings Knicks finals. And I was going to tell him, I was like, hey, the Knicks might really make it at this point. Who knows? It's up to anyone, really. I'm going to pull up these conference championship odds and we're just going to update
1: those before we get out of here. While you do that, I'm going to touch on Heat Bucks. And I'm going to go on a hunch, not even on some hater stuff. Listen. Obviously, Miami and Boston have a rivalry. I'm not going to let that cloud my judgment here. I think Jimmy's the second best player in the playoffs right now behind Devin Book. And he's him. Like, I know that. I promise you. We've done battle with him many times over the years. Back when IT was a Celtic and he was a bull. Back when we had Jay Crowder, prime Marcus Morris. First play that the Celtics would run. Ever since we had acquired Marcus Morris was always a Marcus Morris elbow jumper. Real ones, though, if you know, you know, you would always bang that first basket, Marcus Morris cash out. That paid for so much Chick-fil-A when I was like 19, 20 years old. But anyways, I'm going to assume Giannis comes out with a season on the line. I'm just going to go Giannis Blitzkrieg mode where... I'm driving everything. My body's going everywhere. I'm hitting the ground. I'm blocking shots. I'm running in transition. I'm dunking everything. They're at home. I'm going to go with Milwaukee extending the series. But realistically, Miami could win that thing in game six, especially if they're at home. Yeah. No, man. Well, right now, the odds
0: makers are definitely in flux. Boston is a minus 105 favorite. They're yes. they're minus one one hundred five or one ten everywhere to come out of the conference, so they're odds on favorites to where it's not even plus money. Second is the Bucks at plus three twenty five, and then you're getting in the long shot territory after that. Philly does sneak in at plus four hundred, but it's the Knicks plus eleven hundred, Miami plus eighteen hundred, and you know, Cleveland's pretty much out of here. Atlanta may be out of here. So, you know, they're unrealistic. But tie that into my prediction for tomorrow, I don't know, man. I think Miami just might finish it off. Miami could finish it off. I could see it happening. I think they just might finish it off. I think Milwaukee has genuine problems because if they weren't able to pull out that win in game four, you know, I think you just pumped injected too much life into that Heat's team, and while I pull up the Western Conference, who you got in Golden State, Sacramento,
1: Game Five, Game Five. I mean, what's the stat? It's like Game Five winners win like what, like eighty something percent of the series or seventy something percent of the series. Man, it's in Sacramento. I, my gut wants me to take the Kings for some reason. But I just feel like the Warriors, I think they, man, I don't know. You know what? I'm going with the Kings. Give me Sacramento. Light the beam, bro. Light the beam. I'd love to see it back against the wall. Oh,
0: I I brought up Justin to say he was watching the series. He's a Fairweather Warriors fan. Yeah. And I mentioned that the Warriors might you know, play the Lakers next round. He said, wait a minute, what? He was like, after the little Draymond kick thing, I thought they were done. So I just checked out. I was like, oh, no, it's 2-2. It's, it's it's well underway. I was like, oh, no. And so, yeah, that part's funny. I, I'd love to see them, you know, go back against the wall before game six because, again, people are going to, who knows, it's just going to be the best team wins at that point. And I'd love to see this go all the way there, especially if the Lakers are able to wrap this up tomorrow and get some rest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Warriors tomorrow. I'm going to say Warriors, not with a ton of confidence, but the Fox thing is a, is a, is scary, and if they don't have that guy at full strength, I think that they're not ready to compete. At this stage now to show the Western Conference odds. Look for Davion
1: Mitchell to get going tomorrow. I believe in the kid. They're going to need him. They're going
0: to need him. Phoenix are the odds on favorites. About plus 150, 160 range everywhere. Followed by Denver and still Golden State at plus 330. The Lakers still plus 500. Waiting to get. Waiting to collect. But wait, wait. and the Sacramento Kings are at plus 1700 in case they were to stay alive too. So, man, oh man, we got a great Wednesday Excited night tomorrow. lineup. Can't guarantee that we will we'll be here tomorrow night, but if you hadn't caught the trend 10 episodes in two weeks and some change, we're going to keep these babies coming. So, well, see, know, working as hard as us.
1: We're on, our, we're on our DJ Khaled over here. Think, You think FS1 is cranking it out like that? They're on cruise control, we're not. <laughs> Drip Bayless, how can I lose in these shoes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Drip Bayless. I got to pull the 11s out next episode. <laughs> Alrighty, folks. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, like, follow the pod, subscribe, interact on social media. And we will be back very very shortly to talk some more basketball. Till next it. time. See you, dog.